Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, showing our love to one another. Jesus gave true overarching directives for life as the people of God. In fact, it's the duty of all people. In fact, the sum of the commandments of God and the teaching of the prophets is expressed in the greatest commandments. One day, an expert in the Jewish law said to Jesus, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. The commandment to love your neighbor as yourself is to be concretely applied to our fellow Christians in our circles of relationships. Because at the very heart of Christian fellowship is love. Love is the primary Christian attitude both toward God and our fellow believers. And this is so essential that Jesus stressed it to his disciples. Listen to his words recorded in John 5:12 and John 13:34. The master says, "My command is that you love one another as I have loved you. This is my command." Notice he didn't just say you're to love one another. But he said, you're to love one another as I have loved you in the same way to the same depth of commitment as I have loved you. Or another place, love each other. All men, all people will know you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, the Apostle John picks up on this theme in his letters. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 19 through 21, we read, We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. So love is really what Christian relationships, Christian fellowship, is all about. Without love, fellowship does not exist. With love, it does exist. Now, we must not confuse the meaning of the word love to always mean warm, affectionate feelings. Certainly, depth of love does have feelings. But there are different degrees of feeling in love. So love goes beyond a warm feeling or an emotion, though it does not exclude an emotion and often includes it. But I think we need to go beyond just the idea of an emotional reaction because we don't feel the same way toward every person or every Christian or even every member of our family or a circle of friends, but we can care about each of them. We can show love by our actions to all of them, and with many of them, we will have degrees of emotional warmth and of intimacy. 
But the kind of love that God demands of his children is the kind of love that he has manifested toward us. Now, this love is supernatural in its origin. That's something we must understand. On the human plane, our love in terms of the worth of the object or their capacity to meet some need in our lives is usually how we experience it, how we evaluate it. However, God's love for us in Christ is a different kind of love. It is a love for the unlovely and the unworthy. So God has loved us before we ever showed any inclination to love him. He loved us by his choice from all eternity, and he loves us in time by the sending to us of the message of the truth is in Jesus Christ and of his Holy Spirit who works in our lives to show us the love of God in Christ. Nothing in us can claim a right to the love of God. We cannot earn his love either at the beginning, nor can we keep earning his love by first experiencing it. We cannot earn the love of God. It has been freely given to us. But we can experience it. We can accept it. And we can live in the light of it, both toward him and toward one another. There is nothing in us that can claim a right to the love of God. He loves us because he chooses to love us. And this is to be the measure of our love for one another. The love that stoops to us in Christ is to be the love we give to one another. This care for one another's well-being is to be the mark of a genuine Christian community and of genuine Christian relationships. There's a special word that the New Testament uses for it. It's agape love. Now, the Greeks were quite fond of words, and they had at least four words for love. But the word agape love is a very special word that meant more than just the usual experience of love among friends or love among lovers or love among family. Agape love is centered in our wills rather than in our emotions. It is a selfless reaching out in care for another. God's love for us is more than warm and affectionate feelings for for each other. Now, God does have a warm and affectionate feeling for his children, and he reveals his heart to us, and we often have that toward one another. But God's love is more than that. It involves a true commitment. And so our experience of the love of God uh, in toward him and toward one another involves a true commitment of ourselves to the love of the other person regardless of anything. As we decide to love, the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to love one another. We could say that Christian fellowship is observable love. It manifests itself in a number of actions believers share toward one another. So let's consider very briefly some observable traits of Christian love for one another. In other words, if I love you, my Christian brother, my Christian friend, my Christian acquaintance, how does that manifest itself? Well, first of all, when we love, we care. If our brother or our sister has a burden, we care. 
and we get under and lift it up for him. Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. What law? The law to love your neighbor as yourself. When we're suffering, when we have burdens, we want someone to help us to lift the burden. And that we must do toward one another. God never intended that we live the Christian life in isolation all by ourselves. In fact, if we deliberately do that, when it's not thrust upon us by the circumstances of persecution or non-believing family members, then we are sinning. Each of us stands in need of Christian friends who care for us and who share our burdens with us. So that's the second characteristic. It's related to the first. Love takes the time to listen when our brother or sister is hurting. It listens, and it condemns not, but it encourages us to carry on. True love weeps with those who weep and rejoices with those who rejoice. That's listed in Romans. A third, prayer for another person is a true expression of genuine love. And not just this little general prayer, God bless so-and-so, but particular prayers for particular needs of particular people at particular times. If you pray not, if, if pray not only, if you only pray, excuse me, if you only pray, but then don't do anything to try to answer the prayer when it's within your ability to try to answer that prayer, then you need to look at your prayer again. But, but we do need to pray for one another, and we need to pray not only by ourselves for another, but we need to pray with our fellow believer concerning their needs. And we need to share our needs, and we can pray together for one another. And when we do this kind of praying, we will experience a depth of Christian fellowship. Not shallow, but depth. It's in the context of praying for one another that the New Testament tells us to confess our sins to one another so that we might be healed. Another expression of Christian love is to share encouraging words with each other. By this means, especially if it is the scripture that we are sharing, the Holy Spirit builds us up and our fellow believer in the inner person. We are strengthened and we strengthen one another's hands in God. One practical way of expressing Christian love is the sharing of our homes with one another. To love means to share, and this includes sharing our homes. This is what we call hospitality. The New Testament has some direct teachings on this subject in more than one place. We are told to practice hospitality ungrudgingly to one another. See 1 Peter 4, 9. Our homes are really the Lord's homes. And we should deepen Christian fellowship by having our brethren into our homes. We should have even the least of the brethren, even the ones we do not have much in common with, as welcome guests in our homes from time to time. Another practice that the New Testament commands is the giving of affectionate touches to one another. In this context, the Bible speaks of the holy kiss, 
Now, some like to translate that, not according to the Greek, but according to culture in America, such as the right hand of Christian fellowship. However, we lose something when we do that. The holy kiss can be understood as a culturally appropriate, morally chaste, physical expression of love for one another, for other believers, according to Megan Hill in one of her articles. And it certainly underscores one of the essential marks of the body of Christ, which is physical affection. And in Christ's day, and in the first century, and in many cultures around the world today, it is expressed through a kiss on the cheek. I don't think we have to retranslate the word. Perhaps we can adopt some of the cultural expressions of the Bible itself. But whatever that may be, we do need to show genuine physical affection toward one another in the body of Christ. Sometimes a hug, sometimes a warm hand clasp, or an affectionate pat, or even a kiss on the cheek can convey caring and commitment where words fail us. And sometimes when people have no one touched them for long periods of time, they feel a great sense of emotional starvation. God's command to us is to love one another. But we are to love not only in word, not only by saying to one another, I care about you, I love you, but also in our practical deeds of service to one another, in which we come alongside one another to give comfort, to give affection, to give encouragement, to share Christ, to be present. That is Christian love. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, remember, love one another as Christ has loved you.